and you're listening to a WNBA State of Mind, the sports podcast for women about things that matter to us and more. So come join us on your podcast platform. Hey everyone, welcome to a WNBA State of Mind where we discuss more than basketball. And I had to elaborate on that because I think because I say a WNBA State of Mind, they just always think it's just about the WNBA and it's so not. We are bashed over here. Today, we have the pleasure of having Marvin Tolliver on the show, whom I work with during the MVPA Top 100 camp. And we had the opportunity to foster and develop the mental, physical, and spiritual mentality of the top 100 players in the country and abroad. Marvin, what's up? The cycle breaker and the therapist. <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm, I'm excited to be on here uh, on your podcast. Finally, uh, you know, we had we were going back and forth trying to find some days. So I'm glad. Um, this works, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm doing well. I am, uh, you know, on the West Coast right now. I'm getting ready for a, a trip to. I don't know if I told you, getting ready for a trip to Tokyo. So um, we're leaving uh, next next. I'm leaving next weekend to, to Tokyo. So be there for two weeks. So I'm 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 good. Doing well. I'm jealous. I need to get to Japan. I need to like. There's some places that are on my bucket list, and I know Japan is absolutely beautiful. Uh, one of my one of my teammates played there. I will actually two people from Old Dominion played over there, and I almost okay. play over there, but they kind of shut it down for a little bit when I was getting ready to start playing. And so, but you know, talk to us about like your career and how it started in mental health because that that that's a you know that's a tedious subject, and you really really have to be you know you really have to want to help people mentally to get into that field. Yeah, so um, and let me introduce myself. I don't know if I did that. So I'm, I'm Marvin Tolliver. I'm a licensed clinical social worker in uh, the state of Pennsylvania. Um, I am, uh, so I'm a therapist. I'm at the Radical Therapy Center in Philadelphia. I'm one, used to be one fourth of a, of a collective called Melanated Social Work. Um, podcast is still live. We were four uh, black and brown therapists just talking about mental health, just trying to make it more normalized in, in the black and brown community. Um, and just trying to change what mental health and what the field has been so far because it's been very much um i'll say traditional therapy and so we like to use more radical therapy that's 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 more appropriate for for us um and so you know so i've i've always been a helper so i i remember you know always wanting to help teachers in elementary school i, I, rem, I remember in middle school like you know breaking up uh, breaking up fights and trying to keep you know middle school relationships together I'm like no but it's not that bad you know what I mean and so I've always enjoyed helping people um and so you know and, and that's one part of the answer so sorry I always kind of give two parts so one is I always enjoyed helping people two is I needed someone you know around that time as well um you know so I was dealing with some identity stuff I was dealing with some self-esteem stuff and so I wish that I had you know an adult at that time middle school high school to really help me out mentally um but as far as kind of my career went um I went to San Diego State University um go Aztecs um (laughs) um majored in communication minored in sociology did some work in Florida with an AmeriCorps program called City Year so working more with kids in Miami-Dade County 
um, worked with a program called Job Corps, and then got my finally got my master's from Boston College in social work in 2016, just because I knew that like I was good at this. Um, I wanted to help people in some capacity and social work provided such a broad range of, um, of possibilities. And so one of the things, one of my earliest uh, clients actually was uh, an NBA, or I'm sorry, a professional basketball player who played overseas, who was transitioning from um, into retirement. And so he was having a lot of stress. And I think a lot of people, when, when they think about athlete mental health, they think about like the game, like the actual game. But from my experience, you know, a lot of these guys have been, they've been in front of large crowds and audiences and, and, you know, AAU college and all that stuff. So the game isn't necessarily what's stressing them out. It's the stuff out off the court that then impacts the game. That's typically what I've been seeing. And so, you know, and, um, and we can talk a little bit more about that, but, but yeah, I just, I just kind of had to run with it. Um, you know, when the pandemic happened is when I, when I quit my full-time job with the school district and then went into private practice. And so I was freaking out. So I was just like, I'm not going to get no clients. I just, I just quit this full-time job that I, you know, I had a salary, you know, every, every other week, good benefits. Like, what did I do? Um, and so I really just had to kind of hustle and try to, try to use what I had to use what I could from like social media, um, and build up that platform. So I started, you know, about two years ago on social media with, I don't know, a hundred followers. And now I'm, I'm at 25.6 thousand followers. And so, oh, um, you know, just really, <laughs> just really being creative, just really kind of making it work and really kind of changing the conversation of mental health that, that needs to happen. Yeah, that's an absolutely fantastic story. And, you know, mental health is a, it's a, it's a tedious subject and one that us African-Americans <clears throat> must adhere to, but usually don't. Why is that? Yeah, I think, you know, when we think about mental health, it's it's typically been either for, quote unquote, crazy people. Um, it's been, you know, quote unquote, for just for white people. Or you got issues. Let's have some white people stuff. Um, it's been um, and or we we kind of use religion and say, oh, uh, we can just pray it away. Right. And so not that religion cannot be helpful. Religion absolutely can be helpful, but you need more than prayer. To, to, to get to um, heal from some of the deep-rooted trauma that some people have, right? And so I think that that's one thing that we do as, as, as a culture is we don't really talk about things. We sweep, th sweep things under the rug and then kind of put, try to push forward without addressing things. And what happens is those things that get swept under the rug, we sweep more stuff and more stuff and more stuff and now it's this big old lump under the rug and we we sitting there tripping over it all the time right <laughs> and so you know it's, it's 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 a combination of all of these things um also when we think about more uh masculine sports like basketball like football there is a toughness that's expected right and so when the perception is that someone is mentally weak then it then that perception is almost like oh oh we can't take a chance on them because they're crazy they might they they're 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 inconsistent you know with their playing because of their mental health stuff right when everyone and this is important everyone has mental health right everyone has mental health just like everyone has physical health it's are you taking care of your mental health right just like are you taking care of your physical health are you taking care of your body are you taking care of your brain and your mind um 
yeah so that's that <laughs> absolutely and i was getting ready to ask you that question too because mm-hmm. um you know it is a stigma it, it it's it's a stigma and it's like a sign of being weak and when it's actually you being strong and you being aware of yeah. you know issues that are going with going on within you you know mentally things that are going on with you spiritually because life can hit you with some serious blows and i know over the last two years and we elaborated uh on this before um, when i came on your show uh, on instagram but you know a lot of the guys that we were working with they really tapped into uh, what we were talking to them about because mm-hmm. they were really feeling you know a certain type of way uh, after the after the, the pandemic and coming back and still you know feeling a little nervous about that and should I wear my mask or shouldn't I you know wear my mask while I'm while I'm out here playing you know does yep. this guy have a shot oh my god this guy over here sneezed am I gonna get sick am I taking it home to my parents all the way to some of the family members that a lot of us have lost and some people have lost whole families and so to mm-hmm. be able to talk about those things was absolutely powerful and as athletes uh, we are expected to be strong and we are expected to be career- courageous at all times and if not like you said somebody will put a label on them always oh, unstable mentally unstable we don't want them to be on the team whatever the case may be but most of us are str- struggling with something mentally yeah you know can you elaborate on a few things that maybe you know athletes need to tap into more you know uh to 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 combat stress a little bit during the season even for the kids out there that are that are that are going to school that are in college right now you know and trying to manage school and trying to manage whether i'm going to start and trying to manage am i going to have enough playing time trying to you know you know am i going to get to class on time nobody's waking me up anymore how am i going to manage all of this time what are some good tips that we can talk about so one of the things that i always say and this is for athletes this is for literally anybody walking on this planet is that you have to have a solid community you have to have a solid foundation one i think that we have this this idea that we have to do everything by ourselves and self-made and I got to grind and all this stuff. And like, yes, be on your grind, work hard, but also know that you have so many other people who are who are rooting for you, who are rocking with you, that, that want to help you when you're struggling because they want to see you succeed, right? And so this idea that we have to handle everything alone, we got we to gotta scrap that, right? Because even in the game of basketball, how you, you can't do everything alone, can you? <laughs> right? And so... We, we really have to think about how we um, give support and how we receive support too. Um, you know, one of my good friends, um, her son plays football in uh, in the state of Nevada. And he's like well-known, like the school knows him. They just went to Idaho, I think, for like a training camp. And, you know, she told me that he was he was hurt. And I was just like, cause I was gonna come out to, 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 uh, to, to Nevada and turns out he has torn ACL contusion on the knee and tears tears in his MCL I think they they said too and so that right there messes with an athlete's mental health right because you're expected to start you have people at school this is high school you have people at school who's like who's like building you up and now you want to be out there and now you have this 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 injury that is not going to allow you to be out there that is de- 
devastating potentially to some folks, especially if you're if you're getting into uh, if you're trying to go to, to to college to play, right? Because now what? And so now, you know, for a lot of these guys, it's their dream. Not only is it their dream, it's their parents' dream, it's their family's dream. Because we also have this mentality of like, when I make it, everybody coming with me too. So now there's this feeling of like, damn, I just let everybody down and myself what do i do now that's a really really hard space to come back from right it's a really hard space to come back from and so like that's one of the things um also outside of 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 sports there's still family stuff there's still relationship stuff some people some some folks come from communities where there's community violence right and so like all of this out outside of the game stuff affects folks mentally and if that's not healed if that's not taken care of if there if there are no outlets right now for folks then you're gonna have a tough time because we can only push that stuff to the side for so long until it starts to show up and i think that's what some of the guys at the camp some of those players were saying too right some of these nba legends were really opening up about their mental health struggles because you know they're playing the game um, but then going home and being depressed and drinking and smoking and doing all the drugs because they're they, they're they're so lonely or they're so depressed, right? But we can't show that or else people will think they're quote unquote crazy. And so there's so many things. I, I think that we have to remember that like, yes, folks are athletes, but they're humans first, right? They're humans first. And that that the, the the human just navigating the world as a human, right, is 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 hard. Stuff is going to come up. It's hard, and we cannot try to just like sweep it to the side, push it under the rug because it is going to affect us. And I think that's what happened. And I know you we're going to get into some other folks, but um, I'm a Warriors fan, so <laughs> I, I got to mention Draymond. I got to mention Draymond Green and and the punch, right. And so for, for a lot of people, please sorry, like, it looked like you were going to say something. Go ahead. No, please do. Because <laughs> so, I need a different perspective. So for a lot of people, and also we only saw a very short clip of, of that interaction, right? And so a lot of people will see Draymond. And we, when we folks who know Draymond <laughs> know Draymond, right? Um, and so, but... As, as you know, as loud as he is, as you know, seemingly as an and like a asshole. Oh, can I curse on him? <laughs> seemingly as um, I'll say like the muscle of the team that he is. Um, I don't think I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that happen with him. And I've been a, a Warriors fan for a long, long time. Um, and so I think for me, it's not about what he did. It's about what's going on with him that made that that got him to that point to to want to you know strike another an, an, another player. And so my my again people are people are focusing on the punch, right? It's an, it's because it's an act of violence, it's aggressive, all of these things, it's Draymond and blah blah blah, right? Fine. What I'm thinking about is what what's going like what's going on with you? Because again, you're a human first. And the human part of Draymond, because this is not like Draymond, the human part of Draymond, something is going on. And so how do we make sure we we talk about that part so that ain't nobody punching nobody, ain't nobody pushing nobody, there's no more aggression, 
right? And so then what happens at the same time is that there will be <clears throat> uh, sides that are taken on the team, right? Because there are players that mess with Jordan and there are players that still rock with Draymond. And, and, but at the end of the day, people are focused on the punch. So then people that may have been on Draymond's side may have gone to Jordan's side. People that, you know, maybe was on Jordan's side just hate Draymond a little bit more on, on the team. You know what I'm saying? And so now you have a team issue. And for, in my opinion, I think that's what's happening with the Warriors right now, which is why they're on this, was it four or five game losing streak? Because their, their, their team cohesion has been shaken and they really need to get it back together. Because even though that only, that incident, was between two individuals it affects everybody right it affects am i am i now gonna pass the ball to this person now am i gonna am i gonna not pass the ball to this person now because i remember what you did two weeks ago it's on video right now it's affecting people's salaries are people gonna be resigned are people not gonna be resigned right so like and then that, that again goes into that mental health piece because all of this is happening and you still have to play games, right? And so, you know, for, for me, the, the, the Draymond situation it ha- is, is much larger and is much c- uh, closer, closer re- related than to mental health than I think people think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and I thought about that myself. Um, I don't know him as a person. I've gotten the opportunity to, to, to rock with quite a few of the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything that you see and know about him is definitely, you know, from his podcast or from, you know, him being on TV a little bit here and there to his personality on the court. And we all know about edits and how they can make you look like Dennis Rodman if they wanted to without his face. So. In saying that, um, I already knew that the team was done. Mm. The team was done once he did that. And once they decided that they weren't going to reprimand him, was even worse. I think that they should have suspended him for a couple of games. There should have been something more than just that happening. You You know, to prove a point and to also you know, let the players know that we don't, we're not going to stand for this. If we have this type of behavior, no matter who you are, you're going to be reprimanded. So they, I don't think that they, they, and I'm a Warriors fan. I don't think that they did enough in that situation to make it known to the public and also known to the organization and the team that, you know, this is unacceptable. Like, the guy didn't even get a suspended game or anything. You know what I mean? He, he still gets contract honor for the year. And so um, we had elaborated on this a while ago, you know, talking about uh, uh, how important it is to make good decisions, you know, as an athlete to help minimize stress during the season. Um, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the impact because we're, we're on that subject now. You know, the impact that Kyrie uh, Irving or... Uh, M.A. Udoka is having um, on their teams like Brooklyn and and Boston. Uh, Both of their choices have, wow, completely mentally impacted their teams. And what can a person do when, when, you know, the whole team is under duress? 
Like, not everybody has a Mamba mentality. Not everybody is KD. KD out there balling. KD. And you can see him. He's 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 just free. And you can tell the superstars in this league because they can still perform and have the world talking about him, have the world saying pretty bad things about him and you know the team not doing well and him still performing but not everybody can do that i mean to go from the go from ma uh to to kyrie and to like you know now nike's taking away money from him and you know he's just losing all kinds of stuff and you know it's just a it's a reflection on the team it's a reflection on the organization and anybody, unfortunately, who's a part of that gets scrutinized too, gets put in the box, which is really unfortunate, you know. And uh, you know, much love, and I hope that um, you know the guys keep their hands on, on Kyrie right now. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna speak too much on Kyrie's situation because that's wrapped up in like some political stuff and also I haven't and I I haven't done you know the research to to really speak that to have like a strong opinion on it what I can say is absolutely it affects the mental health of the folks around them right Kyrie is a is a huge piece right (laughs) In, in the Nets organization and so for you to then have someone who's saying things that are, I'll say, not vibing with the general public, um, and so much so that now there are statements by the Nets that, that are coming out. And so now there's like this, because again, relationships, what do relationships on the team look like? Because some people rock with Kyrie. So some people still rock with Kyrie. Some people are just like, ooh, actually, I'm going to take a step back. Some people never did, and now they probably don't like him anymore. And so now we have all of these different emotions and energies around this one player who is, you know, such a significant piece of their organization. Now we have, so, so, that's, a, so that's a thing just within the team. Then we have uh, the public and the public's perception of what's about to happen. Like, okay, well, how are you going to either support him or how are you either going to reprimand him? And then some people think that he should be supported. Some people think that he should be reprimanded. And so then we have all of these different thoughts, opinions. Um, You have to think about perception, like all of these different things. And it comes down to the players, right? Because the players are winning. No one's going to say that much, right? But if, I mean, I'm sorry, not players. If the team is winning, nobody's going to say that much. If the team is losing, now there's going to be like, oh, was it because of Kyrie? Was it because of this? Was it because of that? Was it because of that? And so, then again, there's pressure to win. And so, you know, talking about um, the, 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 the former coach of the Celtics as well. Um, one, I don't even think that should have been public information. Like, I, that, that was just really strange for me that, like, something like that sounded like it was, a, it was very much, it should have been an in-house, um, similar to Draymond's situation, it should have been handled in-house. Um, so the fact that it did get out is a problem, just my personal opinion. But again, you have people who are who really um, trusted in their coach, 
right? That he he had built these relationships with this team. He that, like you could tell Boston was on and probably still is on like the on the road to win another championship. And he, you know, when you have a coach, when you have a strong leader like that, and you can kind of tell that he was he's a strong leader for them. Um, to have that person now removed, that's your leadership. And so even if the new coach that comes in is good or is decent, there's still those connections to that past coach. There's still those emotions around how and if he even should have been removed from his position, right? So all of these things are impacting um, relationships with each other, relationships with other coaches, relationships with like, <laughs> with, with, with everyone. And so that affects that team cohesion. And that team cohesion is the most important thing in my opinion. Um, and so you, you kind of asked, how do we, how do they come back from that? Um, the, <laughs> so my, again, my opinion, I don't, I've been doing therapy for, for a good amount of time. I've done group therapy. I've done, you know, uh, uh, healing spaces, right? Where there's been some type of harm caused and maybe an organization, maybe a larger group level. And so what we've started to do, and this is a, a some language, like mental health language, we started to do kind of some more restorative practices. What that looks like is that it's very community oriented. So for example, the entire team comes together and processes what it's like, right? For all three of these situations, for Draymond's situation, for uh, Kyrie's situation, and for the, uh, um, what's his name, coach? Uh, Ume, for Ume situation, right? So you have restorative uh, practices looks like everyone together. We are, cause, cause it affects everyone. So we got to talk this shit out together. Oops, sorry. <laughs> we got to talk everything out together. So we got to heal together. Absolutely. We got to make sure that everyone is on the same page, that everyone feels okay about this. Because again, we're a team. You, you win together and we also lose together. But right now the team is losing because there are these little factions and, and little splits that are happening. And so that's some of the work that I do is I do uh, individual therapy with players. I'm, I'm working with an NBA player right now. Um, I do team kind of restorative work as well, right? And that's something I'm gonna be kind of shopping out to teams too, because like that's something that a lot of folks don't have, but a lot of them need. But yeah, so like more of a kind of a, a joint restorative process, I think would be really good for for all these teams and any other teams that are going through something like this. Yeah, absolutely. And you're listening to a WNBA state of mind, Adrian Goodson, and I got my guy Marvin Tolliver, the psychobreaker therapist here with me today. We're chopping it up for any of you who just joined on with us today. And I promise you, um, I have had coaches come and go in the middle of the season, beginning of the season, the end of the season. And it's a tough place to be as a team because you have no idea the direction that you're going to be headed in. Um, you know, you don't know if the coach that's coming in is going to want to put in a new system or continue on with what you were doing. Um, and all of that depends on when that coaching change happens. And I know that Boston had their minds set on having a repeat season with the possibility of going to the dance. Um, and, you know, to have that disrupted like that was crazy. 
Um, I can't say to you that I wasn't expecting something to happen in Brooklyn again this season. Um, like, and I think that a lot of the fans were probably like, okay, are we going to go the whole season with everything okay? Or are we going to go through the season with, you know, chaos and, you know, mayhem and, you know, nobody really knowing where anything is going to, you know, going to end, you know, who's going to be the coach. Um, I think people kind of already had Steve on the bubble. And so, you know, to, to see all of this, I'm not really surprised with it. I just wish that it never happened because mm-hmm. um, I really adore KD. Um, I love Ben Simmons also. And I'm talking about them as people getting yeah. the opportunity to sit down and talk with them and chat with them. You know, um, never have gotten the opportunity to sit down and talk with Kyrie, but I'm sure that there's some, some great things about him. He's done some, some fantastic things, even, even to, you know, pouring a million dollars into, you know, the WNBA so that the players who decided to opt out for the COVID season could have some income, which I, which I felt was, you know, was very heartfelt. And so I know that this guy has a good side. So I, w- I was really wishing and hoping for the best. It absolutely didn't turn out to be that way. And so, you know, even to them uh, at this moment, um, and I, I don't know if it's just news or if, if it's really serious that the Nets are entertaining. Um, the, the, the Boston Celtics coach um, and so I, you know it's just it's just mayhem right now and, and, and how do you navigate through that as a player a lot of therapy a lot of therapy and even when I was having successful seasons I I still went to therapy that was something that they offered to us to sit down and you talk to somebody oh this is great some things off my mind some things off my chest things that have nothing to do with basketball that I may be stressing out about. You know, it's a healthy way to go when you can actually sit down and say, you know what, I need to talk to somebody. This is getting a little too thick for me. It's it's affecting my decision-making. It's affecting, affecting every single aspect of my life right now. And so mm-hmm. I would say to anybody who's out there that's struggling with some type of mental health, go talk to somebody. You know, there's people out here, you know, there's plenty of hotlines if you can't afford it. So, you know, um, how can people reach out and connect with you on social media? Yeah, and I, I just want to echo what you said about therapy. That's how, I, that's how I usually end all of my talks is go to therapy, get a therapist, talk about it, don't hold it in. Um, so thank you for naming that. And that was one of the things that I really loved about the, uh, the MBPA camp was that they had, you know, us and a couple other therapists there that specifically for the mental health piece. And so I, I spoke to some of the players about it and they, you know, during our those times where we were in groups with them, they really enjoyed that piece, right? And so that's just uh, something, again, I wanna echo is see a therapist, the MBPA, y'all have y'all program. Um, if you wanna work with, with me, I have openings right now. And I'm, you know, I do have experience with professional uh, players, again, currently working with NBA players, uh, going to be working with more players in the future and also creating or developing a, a, a group so, so if any teams um you know want to have a more cohesive group that i am pre- i am creating a a 10-week group for for sports teams as well um so yeah if you want to connect with me again my name is marvin tolliver on instagram um i am m tolliver underscore lcsw on instagram that's probably where i post the most 
Uh, you can also visit my website, website www.marvintolliver.com. If you're on, if you want to search for some of the stuff that I've already done, you can look on YouTube and just search my name. I have a TEDx talk that I've done. Um, and, I'll, and then I also have uh, a little short video. I was featured on Oprah's The Color of Care documentary um, as a cycle breaker. So check out, check me out on all them things. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm out here. Absolutely. Like I said, you're listening to a WNBA state of mind. I have my guy Marvin Tolliver, the cycle breaker and therapist on the show. We're talking about sports, just psychology, period, and ways to get over the hump. If you're struggling with something, the best thing to do is talk about it. Uh, make sure you come and follow me, the WNBA state of mind. Download it, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, you know, Himalaya, CastPod, wherever you listening to your podcast, download a WNBA State of Mind. I appreciate you coming on the show. Sammy Sosa, I love you, Marvin. <laughs> I love you back. Thank you for having me. Yes.